Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 80 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is the first steps to learning tarot. And I'm talking with a very special guest. My special guest today is Sammy Main, who's the author of How to Deal, Tarot for Everyday Life. Let's begin. Welcome, Sammy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk tarot with you. Yay, I am so excited too. Uh, Your new book is fabulous, and this is such a great book for tarot beginners, especially teens. I love it. So thank you for writing it, first of all. Oh, no, I'm so glad. You know, it was kind of something I didn't really see out there, especially when I was starting to learn tarot. So hopefully, just like you said, it'll be kind of really welcoming and and a nice time for new tarot readers. Well, right on. You know, back in the day when I started learning tarot, there was nothing like this. And Mm. most of the books were so, like, dry. You know, if I was first starting to read, this is a book that I would have really enjoyed getting my hands on. So um, the first thing, of course, I want to ask you is, you know, what inspired you to write a tarot book? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've been I've been reading cards for just a, a few years now, maybe three, three and a half ish. Um, and I, I started picking them up, you know, once I realized anyone can learn how to read tarot. And there's not just like some secret society or you're not just born knowing kind of it'll take practice, but mm-hmm. anyone can pick it up. Um, and so the more I learned and the more I was teaching myself, you know, even though I've been doing it a couple of years, I'm no expert. I still need, you know, my guidebook as much as anything else. And, you know, new stuff always pops out to you all the time. And so in, in early 2016, I was kind of kicking around this idea of like tarot for 20 somethings or something like that. Just to kind of, you know, it's, it's new, it's fun, and it's hard to maybe break into something that seems so closed off or that you don't quite know, you know, how to approach it. Um, and that's kind of where, where this came from. It's it's super friendly. And yeah, just like you were saying, I found a lot of the guidebooks out there. They're really dry or they're mm-hmm. like scary. And like, it just seems like it's so much to throw at you. So hopefully this will break it down into like digestible little parts. Right on. And you know, that's the best way to start. We have to find a way to get in. And when it seems so um, forbidden, like it's forbidden knowledge, I think yeah. it's a totally turn off. You know, mm-hmm, exactly. So let's go ahead and talk about some first steps to getting getting your tarot on. Um, let's start off by talking about finding the right tarot deck. What is your advice for finding the right tarot deck? You know, I feel like a lot of people still hold, you know, I don't know if it's a, a rule or a superstition or a myth that, you know, tarot decks should be kind of given to you, that it's kind of maybe bad luck if you buy your own tarot deck. But I think that's the only way you're going to find one that really connects with you. Mm. Um, One I like using the most is the Wild Unknown deck. It's just so pretty and kind of the the nature-y aspects to it really connect with me personally. But I started using the the traditional Rider-Waite deck just to kind of, you know, get my feet wet. Um, So I think it's really, you know, try out a few decks to where you feel really drawn to the imagery on it. You know, the the meanings will always be the same, just maybe the exact symbology will be a little different. Um, And it is maybe fun to to try giving them around to friends or like, 
you know, if you know someone's been hinting at it or they're interested in trying, that might be a good time to maybe do a swap or maybe, you know, find one deck that you think they'll like and maybe they'll find one that you like and just start, I don't know, just see if it matches your vibe, you know, give it the old college try. (laughs) I think it just comes from experimenting a little bit and then you'll know. Once you use kind of multiple decks, I think you'll know which one speaks to you more. I totally agree. And, you know, if I would have been waiting around for someone else to buy me a deck, I would not have gotten a deck. Yeah, no way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and and also oftentimes when people gift me a deck, those are the decks that end up going into my drawer because they don't always resonate. So I totally Mm -hmm. agree with you 100%. Yeah, just a little experimenting, and then you'll definitely know. It'll click with you for sure. So what do total tarot newbies need to know about the structure of a tarot deck? So it's more familiar, I think, kind of once you see it all laid out um, than maybe when you hear that there's 78 cards. Um, So, yeah, it's a lot like a a standard playing card deck um, to me. That's kind of how I would explain it to to total newbies. Um, So there's four suits. Um, And some of them are like kind of relatable to maybe, you know, our playing card suits. Um, And then there's just kind of a a bonus (laughs) uh, section. Um, So kind of the difference between the minor and major arcana are kind of what you'll probably need to know at first, kind of the more everyday instances or things to deal with in the minor set, um, and then kind of more milestone-y type uh, bigger life moments in the major set. Um, but I think even if, you know, you're not ready to start dealing or memorizing or anything like that, just laying all the cards out by suit and then by major arcana in order will really help you visualize kind of, at least it's how it worked for me, kind of how it works and kind of how secular, um, cyclic, no, that word's not going to happen today, huh? Um, running in cycles (laughs) that tarot decks can do. Uh, it's it's really interesting kind of when you do see them all in order. You almost never see it that way once you start right. doing readings. But I think that'll help it feel more familiar to, to new people in tarot. Awesome. I love that idea of laying them all out. I'm a very visual person, so I think that mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I think a lot of people are drawn to tarot because of the art. And so laying yeah. it all out really gives you that feel for the cards and how they go together and the stories they tell. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's all a story and it's just kind of mixed up <laughs> every yes. time you do a reading. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what would be your advice for somebody, let's say they're getting ready to do like their first reading. Is there any like rituals or advice to kind of like set the stage or get in the mood, so to speak? Yeah. So I think my, my first couple of readings were definitely for myself, which is kind of one of those other, um, you know, people have different opinions on, on doing readings for for yourself because we're super biased Uh (laughs) and kind of maybe how we want it to go. Um, But just kind of, you know, maybe turning off your music or TV for the first few times and just really focusing. Um, I like doing mine on a, on a special scarf I found that I kind of connected with and having like that location to focus on is also nice. Um, I recommend, and I I think I mentioned it in the book too, maybe lighting a nice candle or just kind of like setting a calm environment for yourself, Mm -hmm. I think would be great. Um, That way you're not distracted, but you're also not nervous. Like feel free to do it at home or do it, you know, 
if you have a park nearby that you like to go to, just a, a space where you feel safe um, and like you're not going to judge yourself because, you know, that can always happen too, but it's nice to kind of eliminate distractions and, and kind of set the mood in that way. And if you're doing it for other people, I would recommend that too. Sometimes people are nervous getting their cards read, especially if, you, if they know <laughs> you're a new mm-hmm. reader um, and still maybe getting used to it. Um, so kind of bringing, you know, into a neutral environment where you both feel comfortable. I think that's a great way that, you know, both of you will be able to feel open and kind of um, a little vulnerable with each other that you kind of need sometimes in order to do a tarot reading. Totally. So what are some easy tarot spreads that total tarot virgins can begin working with immediately? I love it. So for a while I would do, you know, a card of the day kind of in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a daily horoscope almost where like, mm, if anything, just use it to, to kind of meditate on or think about what that card means to you in your life or if it is applicable to anything right now or just something to keep in mind. Um, another easy one is, is kind of the uh, three-card spread I use, which is just past, present, future. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, going to point you in a certain direction, um, which can be tricky to get out of tarot sometimes. But it can help kind of give you context, I think, to a specific situation. If there's something on your mind, it'll remind you, you know, where you came from and, mm-hmm. and where you're going, which I think is really helpful. Um, those are probably the two most basic ones. I, I, I enjoy the, um, the star spread. I like that five card spread. Um, that one, I think I, I would do the most to kind of drill in practices once I felt, uh, kind of comfortable getting used to the cards. Um, and that one's really nice too, for, for specific situations, you know, gives you a task, gives you a goal, you know, it's, 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 uh, that one I say is a good one to practice with. Right, and the instructions for the star spread are in your book, How to Deal, correct? Yes, correct, along with a few kind of custom spreads, um, which are really fun. There's a few ones that I kind of concocted for the book and then a few kind of traditional ones. So you'll get a good mix. Uh, my favorite one is the one about relationships because it's just in the shape of a K, which is like the worst text to receive ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> <to anything. laughs> um, so we have that in there. And then, yeah, some of the more uh, traditional basic ones you might get from other books as well. Well, I like the year ahead spread in this book. I think it's really awesome. And, mm. you know, for people who do like to plan like myself, and I think a lot of people love to plan and get a glimpse of what's coming. I think yeah. this is a really easy to use spread. It's only four cards. And I think anybody could work with it and find it to be useful. So I love that spread, by the way. I'm so glad you do. I'm a total planner, too. I like need to know what's happening a week from now or two weeks from now. I yes. need it, you know, penned down, not penciled in. Right. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff like that. And it, I think, too, there's a, a creativity to tarot, um, and there's more to it than maybe you think uh, when, you're, when you're starting out, that it's all very set in stone and all very, you know, old or ancient, but I think there's a, a fluidity to it, and I hope, um, it sounds like you kind of got it from, from when you read the book, but I hope other people see that, too. I think they will. So, you know, other than practice, 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 mm-hmm. what else might a tarot newbie do to get comfortable with tarot reading? Yeah, no kidding. Um, that's a fun question. I don't know. I think even the practicing may not make you feel comfortable if you feel like you have to do it mm-hmm. uh, in order in order to get better. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So if something doesn't go well once or twice, it's hard for me to keep going with it. 
Um, but I do include within the book, um, there's like fun little almost workbooky type exercises in between each chapter to help you remember. And I think the best way to remember any of it is just trying to connect it back to your own life. Mm -hmm. So if you're not currently practicing, maybe just, you know, if a situation happens, you're like, oh, total three of swords. (laughs) Right. To get used to incorporating it and and making those analogies for yourself. I think that will help do that for when you when you do readings for people, too. I love that because one of the things I like to think is that people, if they embody tarot mm-hmm. into their everyday thing, it really helps you to be like, aha, yeah, I get it now. Because, yeah. you know, when you think of those cards, what, what are they showing? They're showing images of everyday life and our spiritual life. Mm-hmm. So when we do and follow your advice here and really embody it to the experiences that we're having, that is such a brilliant way to, like, get that tarot in your blood, so to speak. Yeah, it just. In yeah, any way that you can connect with it and kind of see it reflected in your own life, mm-hmm. I think would be, you know, totally helpful. It's it's also I think someone pointed out to me the other day when they were kind of um, flipping through the book that it's it's really teaching people too how to tap into that intuition. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's hard to do, and you know, not everybody has the same amount of intuition level, so to speak. Um, but really kind of trusting your gut and training your gut uh, in doing these readings, I think will help, you know, in life in general too, which can be very hippy dippy, but I don't know. I think there's a, um, a strength to, to anyone's intuition that is important to, to recognize. I totally agree on that. So here's a question. Is there any, is there such a thing as doing it wrong? Cause I've had wow, people ask me that. Yeah. So I love to throw this question at you. Um, I love that question. Um, I mean, the only way to do it wrong, I think, would be with with a bit of a closed mind, you know, if Mm -hmm. if you feel that it won't go well or that you will be inaccurate, you know, that's an easy way to start off on the wrong foot. I think in the beginning until you get used to, you know, the many different meanings that that a card could have or, you know, how fluid that could be or it's okay if it doesn't always connect with people. Um, like those, there's lots of ways that it could, it could go wrong in the reading or that it might not be as accurate as, as everyone would hope. Um, maybe doing it wrong is just, you know, giving up. Mm. You can only get better if you keep practicing and, um, in, in kind of meeting people who are also open-minded who would be willing to, you know, um, meet you where you are, you know, and kind of create that sort of experience and, you never know if they sleep on it, you know, a week later, they'll come back and be like, I know who that was now mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it comes to them later. Um, so, yeah, so I guess doing it wrong means kind of being too judgmental on yourself, probably, and, and, you know, not giving yourself a chance. Right, right. So lastly, we've talked about some tarot do's and advice. Are there any tarot don'ts that you think newbies should know? Oh, that's so fun. Um, I mean, I try to bring a positivity to my readings. You might be able to tell this from talking with me. Um, so, but I, I think it's it's a good idea to not focus on the doom and gloom and kind of. Um, so maybe a don't would be, you know, a very stereotypical sort of terror reader who's trying to take advantage of, mm. of who's in front of them and kind of, you know, use their knowledge against them, so to speak. 
Um, some people will do that. Although they'll ask you a lot of questions and then just kind of use that information instead of what's in front of them. So maybe don't play a character. <laughs> right. <laughs> just be yourself and, and see what comes out. Um, I think that's a good don't. What else is a good don't? Um, yeah, try try not to get flustered if you can. If, if things don't seem to be connecting with someone, that's okay. Especially when you're new and starting out and you're you're learning for yourself too. Um, that's going to happen every once in a while. So don't get too flustered or try to fake it till you make it. It's kind of what we say in improv. You know, people will believe a lot <laughs> if you put on a brave face and a smile. Um, so yeah, so maybe. Stay away from the doom and gloom aspects or try not to foresee everyone's death right away right. <laughs> and, and uh, do your best to, to be accurate and fair and not just kind of use um, both, you know, if it's a friend, you kind of know everything about them, but try to be fair when you do your reading. Um, yeah, I guess those are those are some don'ts I would I would do my best to, to avoid if, if you can. <laughs> well, I think that's absolutely great advice and advice that... Many new tarot readers need to hear, and it's going to be very helpful for them. So thank you for that. I hope that. so. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Sammy, I want to take a moment to, uh, again, remind people that your book is How to Deal Tarot for Everyday Life. Where can they find your book? Um, so it went on sale May 1st. It's published by HarperCollins. You can find it directly on their website um, or, you know, your your typical Amazons, your targets. You can find it in bookstores, of course. Definitely, I would recommend, you know, if you don't see it at your local bookstore, we all love our indie bookstores, um, but hopefully some of those will have it too. But it's for sure if you're online. It's a really cool, like, soft, flippy paperback. Um, we encourage you to write in it, you know, get your thoughts out, use it like a journal if you want. Um, yeah, so it should be available, hopefully, just about everywhere. <laughs> Awesome. And where can people find you online, Sammy? Oh, perfect. So I'm at Sammy Main. That's S-A-M-I-M-A-I-N. Um, that's on Twitter or Instagram. You'll get a lot of pictures of my cat. <laughs> you follow oh. me on there. Um, and then my website is just SammyMain.com. Awesome. Well, again, I want to thank you for taking the time today to talk with me. And I do hope everybody loves your book as much as I do. It's fantastic. So once again, thank you for coming and thank you for writing such a great book, Sammy. Oh, thank you so much. I so I had so much fun. I could talk to Tara all day. Thank you for these great questions. You're welcome. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, and hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and plenty of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening, and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you dig this podcast, do me a solid and leave a sweet review on iTunes. That'll help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I love to close off by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day, and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>